Well, for museums around the world, the Smithsonian brand in Washington, D.C. is considered the gold standard. Five million visitors stroll through the corridors of the Museum of of Natural History every year. One of them is the ABC's North America correspondent, David Lipson, who recently stumbled upon a surprisingly Australian exhibit. On a recent New York Times list of 52 places around the world to go in 2020, Washington, D.C. came in at number one. That may come as a surprise to those who describe it as Canberra on steroids. Not me. All the sights and the newly buzzing nightlife, sure, but for me, the museums run by the Smithsonian Institute are the clincher. The Air and Space Museum, the Museum of Natural History, the Museum of National History, to name a few, all full of wonder and free thanks to an Englishman, James Smithson, who died almost 200 years ago, leaving behind a giant pile of money. Mike Lawrence is the Australian Director for Exhibits at the Smithsonian Museum of Natural History. Smithson had never been to the United States, uh, so it was he who gave his inheritance to our government uh, back in the early years of the 19th century um, for the increase and diffusion of knowledge Uh, It was a fairly vague bequest. Our Congress debated for months and years, did that mean to start a university? In fact, even once the Smithsonian was founded, nobody was entirely sure what our broader mission was. Uh, But it gave us the wherewithal to then uh, both sponsor uh, expeditions, uh, sponsor searches for specimens, to sponsor scientists themselves and then to put some of our wonders on display. Among those displays today is a new exhibit, uniquely Australian. Beauty rich and rare illuminates Australia's unique flora and fauna and pays homage to Joseph Banks and his intrepid team of scientists and illustrators. That's a snippet from a multi-screen immersive video show that guides the museum-goer through the journey of the endeavour as it sailed into a body of water now known as Botany Bay in April 1770. I think Banks felt like it was all his Christmases had come at once. The creative director of the exhibit is Anthony Bastic. You see maps that, that for this part of the world, there's sea monsters still on the map. They see a kangaroo, they've never seen one before, and they're just thinking, wow, this is... This is incredible. This is so um, otherworldly. As you walk out from the video show, slightly dazzled, there sits a small, somewhat unremarkable glass cabinet that took me by surprise. Inside, a few drawings and a small Banksia branch and flower snatched from the bush 250 years ago and still perfectly preserved. Discovered by chance in the Smithsonian archives. What was your reaction when you heard that there was that specimen in this this very museum? Uh, I couldn't believe it because, you know, the embassy staff brought me down here to talk to the Smithsonian. They said, oh, yeah, no, we've got um, collections uh, of the plants from banks as well in our collection. I'm thinking, really? That's just incredible. I asked Mike Lawrence from the Smithsonian how the specimen came to be here in America. Well, that's a mystery, and I'd like to do some more investigation of it. Our guess is, just talking to one of the curators, was that so much of this came back to Britain, and I imagine that because perhaps because of Smithson coming from the UK, and then as the Smithsonian was sort of growing its collections, probably made an appeal to collectors, and um, you know there might have been a 
a swap. Maybe we sent the Brits something and, you know, got something back. Either way, it's out of the vault and on full display now. Botany often feels like the poor stepchild here because it's not as dramatic as dinosaur bones or fish in pickled jars or something of that sort. They tend to be sort of dried and desiccated things. (laughs) And so to bring them uh, to remind people of the kind of the beauty and the wonder and the enormous variety, uh, I think it'll be just a delight for our audiences. Just as it was for Joseph Banks, one of the original foreign correspondents. That was the ABC's North America correspondent, David Lipson.